Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, 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 a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. As you can see here, it's a bright sunny day in Dripping Springs, Texas, and almost can do it mostly with not a lot of light. Most of it's just coming in the window. So that's pretty fun. Um, how are you? It's, uh, it's Monday, and I'm just kind of no, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just you're lucky I even got here. Over the weekend, I had this big, huge, um, we have two huge 24-inch um, water filter things, very heavy. And I was screwing it in, you know, like this, like this. And I thought it was in there, and um, it wasn't in there. And when I let go, it went, <laughs> clunk me. Can you see my little eye? Oop, boo, boo. Man, just missed my eye. And it was blooding all over the place and probably should have got stitches. But when you hang out with Dr. Jennifer Daniels for a long time, you don't want to go to the doctor. You know, it's like you take your life in your own hands. So I didn't go. So, I, you know, I, I think it'll be fine. And if I get a little scar there, I mean, you know, I'll look like a rugged individualist, like I just got into a fist fight or something. It'll be cool, right? These days. Whatever. Don't mind me. I'm just blabbering away. Uh, Dr. Grayson Dart will be here tomorrow. He's an associate of uh, Dr. William uh, Kaufman. Um, it's not William Kaufman, is it? I don't know. Kaufman? Andrew Kaufman. And uh, then uh, Steve Falconer is going to be here on Wednesday. He's crazy. He, you know, he invented the term tinfoil hat. So Steve is with us, and we talk about everything. He doesn't believe there's nuclear weapons. He doesn't believe in anything. So, yeah. <laughs> so they don't even exist, is what Steve said. Okay. So that's it, and then we got a couple other things on tap here. So if you'd like to be on the show, 888-663-6386. Email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. It is a Monday morning. We didn't have a regular slide because my computer ate it, so I showed you this one. This is one, this is great. This is one she did, this is one she did, splits. How long ago was this, Doc? This was, uh, oh my gosh, years ago. That's about two or three years ago. That's pretty cool to be able to do that, though. Can you still do that, that, that split like yes, that? I can. Do you like me to show you? Well, well, not at the moment, because we should introduce... Oh, okay. but, but, a little later the show. I yeah, we show. always like to do show and tell with you, because you're either making pudding or showing splits or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty... working on the center splits now. What are center splits? That means each leg goes left, right, not front, back. Whoa. Also, if you look at that picture that you have there... My body is twisted, so now I can do the same split without the twist in my body, oh. and I can face Let's straight forward with my legs at a 90-degree angle. Let's look at it so again. You can see, so, yeah. the uh, pelvis is facing the camera. Right. So a true split is with the pelvis facing forward. Oh. So I'm able to do those. I'll do that for you today. So you just face it forward. And that gives even more flexibility to your little leggies. It's more difficult, right? Yes, yeah, more mm -hmm. difficult. Now, if you wouldn't keep doing these kinds of things, do you suspect then your little legs would get all crumped up again? And or do you got to keep? Oh up yeah, with? absolutely. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to uh, once you achieve your splits, you've got to continue to do your splits at least I don't know two or three times a week. Yeah. Or they'll just go away. <laughs> you know, that's how it is with yoga. As you stretch, you know, if you don't fool around for a while, it's you got to, it takes you a couple more days to get to where you were two days ago, you know? Oh, it can take you a week, yeah. yeah. The other thing, though, is once you get to a certain point, 
yeah. uh, the stretches are easier and quicker. Yeah. So in other words, once you get to the splits, you can maintain them with maybe 10 minutes a day or something. Yeah. Or yeah. We're doing a new thing, Dr. Jennifer, uh, with a thing called X3, and it's with some latex bands and lifting. It's really cool. We had the fellow on the show, and you should see him. I mean, this guy's got muscles upon muscles. And I asked him, you know, the same question. I'll, I'll show you up there. Look at this guy. And he did, he said weightlifting is a waste of time, and it's all about hurting yeah. your your joints and all that the way they do it. Exactly. His is variable exactly. resistance, so you never take your you know you never take your uh, you never take your tension off. You know you always got it on with the bands. Anyway. Now so, the other thing, though, I think that keeps people from exercising is they don't have enough padding. So behind me, I have a four inch thick oh uh, martial arts pad. So if I put my knee on it. I'm not going to feel uh, pressure on my knee. I'm not going to compress my knee cartilage. Yeah. If my knee, my elbow, shoulder, whatever part of my body is bearing my weight um, is cushioned. And so if you do that, you'll be able to get a lot further yeah. with your exercise in terms of flexibility and strength. The reason I thought of it on the stretching, because I asked him on the air, I said, well, what if you would just quit doing what you're doing, right? What if you would just quit for a month? What would happen? He said that oh, would, he said it would all go away. I said, "Come on." That's right. A and month is a long time to quit. Isn't that interesting that these little muscles, uh, big muscles will just leave? Wow. Well, as you get older, they leave quicker. Huh. But they come back quicker. They, they come, do leave quickly. Yeah. They come back quicker. Well, you're just a kid. What do you like you've been around about what, 65 years you told me? What? Yes. 65? That's a kid. That's a kid. <laughs> yes. Just a kid compared to your host here. If you'd like to be on the show, we have somebody on hold, and we're going to get to Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Let me introduce her. She is a medical doctor. She doesn't do medical advice. She doesn't do anything now except go up and down the hills and make pudding and do, you know, takes care of her grandkids. But uh, she does this show once a month, which we're fortunate to do, and um, uh, have her do. She moved down to Panama how many years ago? 14. 14 years ago. Wow. Yes. You like it down there? Mm-hmm. No. Like the movie The Night of the Iguana? Is that what it is? Kind of? I'm not really a movie person. Oh, that's just an old movie about that part of the world with iguanas. So, I mean, I haven't watched any movies in like decades. So I, I see. Yeah. That's all right. Quite a few decades. You guys have iguanas there? Or big lizards, right? Yes, quite yeah. a few in my backyard. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. Oh, good. What do you do with yourself these days? I mean, you have a busy life. Oh, yes. Between uh, Taekwondo, you know, I have my uh, green belt. Oh, I won a gold medal oh, in a competition. Did you really? Yeah. Did you? Did you thank all the little people that helped you get there and that kind of thing? I thanked all the big people. <laughs> What's a gold belt? No, gold medal. Oh, gold a competition. Medal. Oh, in a competition. Oh, oh man. Well, that's great. So when you compete, they just uh, see, see how good you are, and they have judges and everything, just like... Okay. Yeah, so we got a little Oh, man. And cool. I, I've never gotten, like, stage fright before, but I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this big auditorium with all these... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How often do you practice your the Taekwondo? How do you often do you do that? Um... About five days a week. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I started out, you know, pretty weak and debilitated. It's like your average, you know, 60-year-old 
And um, <laughs> so it, it takes me more practice to, to catch up and keep up. And, and I want my goal is to get more flexible and stronger so that I can be really steady on my feet, kind of like I was when I was 11, where I could just walk and not worry about falling down or how far could I go. I just, you know, you just go outside and play or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You never stop to think, oh, wait, wait a minute. I don't want to go too far because I might not get back or, you know, you don't have those thoughts. And the practice sessions, uh, how long do they do they last about? Hour to an hour and a half. Wow, every day. Wow. Pretty much. Yeah, I do Saturdays as well. Is that a, uh, a mind-to-body connection thing where you have to pay attention to what you're doing, that idea? It's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad. I just asked. No, I mean, it's not that. Uh, so my mind and my body uh, got connected a while ago. So that, the mind-body connection that was taken care of what, by the time I achieved the splits. Right. So now I have that, you know, I tell my foot to move, it moves. Not a problem. But it's gone to the next level. So I have to memorize long, complex movement sequences in order to pass the exam to the next belt level. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but you're definitely not thinking about all kinds of crazy things while you're doing it. You're focusing on what you're doing, my point was. Right? Uh, when I'm practicing sequences... But in class, you don't really practice the sequences. You practice strengthening the muscles necessary for the sequences. Mm. And that's pretty mindless. It's like 10 kicks. Okay, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> All right, other side, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really not that uh, mentally demanding. Mm. But once you get to a point where, okay, now I have to put all of these movements together in a sequence and hold my hand like this and bend this not that far, da, 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 then that becomes... Uh, demanding in terms of focus. Yeah, yeah, focus. You know, a lot of the arts, as you probably know, Taoism, Qigong, I don't know about yours, but they, they really talk a lot about to focus on what you're doing and it just, and, you know, it leverages the impact on the muscle or the stretching. Possibly, but I don't worry about that. You know, maybe about other that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a mindless girl there and, 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 and I just relax and it's like wow I'm so happy to be here yep lift this up over there yep if you go that far sorry no further today but yeah, maybe tomorrow I mean, it's very uh, yeah I understand I do it to have fun and you know yeah, yeah. well here we are um, let's take a, we do have somebody that already called and we have lots of emails so let's get to them and uh, I think this is Cameron he called before Cameron you're on the air with Dr. Daniels what's up with you Hey, how you doing, doctor? Fine. Great. Um, so I just have a quick question. So I've been working with um, a vocal coach, and I was wondering if there's anything that I can eat a or, what or coach? take that will help. Your phone is like really frumpy, Cameron. It's cutting out. Can you get to a better, higher mouth? You're working with a something coach. What coach is that? A, a, co- a vocal coach. Vocal coach. Vocal. vocal okay, yeah. like singing. You're singing. Right. I, right. Okay. So is gotcha. there anything that um, I can eat that will help, like, keep my vocal cords from being damaged or will help strengthen them to make me a better singer? You know what I mean? Okay, your phone is cutting gotcha. out. We're going to answer it on the air, off the air, because it's very annoying. Uh, your phone is off and on, you know, okay, cell so, phone. So, so, so he wants to do strengthen voice, that kind of right, thing. Right, yeah. right, right. So let me tell you what the problem what problem is she's going to have, and she's aware of it, apparently. It's a boy. Is vocal cords are going to be irritated. So they have to actually vibrate in order for her to sing and produce the sound that she wants. 
And so these vocal cords are going to get damaged. That's just the way it goes from overuse or increased use, whatever it is she's planning to do. Now, so there's a few things to strengthen. One, the vocal cords, of course, but the muscles that they are attached to. So the vocal cords and the muscles that they are attached to. Got to be strengthened. The vocal cords themselves are made from basically the same tissue as tendons. Oh. Uh, very uh, kind of stiff, rigid tissue. So you want to eat a lot uh, of tendons. My favorite tendons are beef tendons. Beef tendons. And you can get these at the Chinese market. The dose is about... Mm, maybe two to four ounces a day. So what I like to do is just take one tendon, throw it in the uh, Instapot and pressure cook it for anywhere from one to two hours. And then I just munch on that along with whatever else I plan to eat. When you eat tendons, though, you must increase your water because the tendons are super, super concentrated, just the way they are. All right, so that's going to take care of the actual vocal cord repair. Now, the other problem with the vocal cord is the inflammation. So the inflammation, of course, is a damage. So you've got to get rid of and remove the damaged tissue. And so bitters are excellent at cleaning the lymph system and the connective tissue. So you want to take bitters every day to clean your vocal cords of the debris that's created by your using them and you want to eat tendons to go in and repair that damage and then as far as the muscles go your your coach is probably giving you some exercises sure but what i would say if you want to really do the neck exercises which would be like bending your neck all the way back oh. and like this. and so these exercises uh develop the strap muscles and also the muscles of the vocal cord that are holding the vocal cords in place okay we have another call. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Patrick, it's Tammy. How are you? Hey, Tammy, you're on the air with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Hey, Dr. Daniels. It's so awesome to have you again today. Hey, um, I wanted to ask you, um, so what I wanted to get, see if you could help me just clarify, gosh, my head, my brain goes blank as soon as I get on here. Um, because I'm listening to the show, and then the phone comes on, and it's a different timing. <laughs> it's like a delay. So yeah, we'll turn that down. Um, turn that down. No, no, no. Okay. I know, right? I did. Um, what I wanted to ask, Doctor Daniels, um, I've heard you talk the last couple of months about, like, <clears throat> you know, I know your process of trying to when you got stronger and all the different exercises you do, <clears throat> and you mentioned eating like two pounds of meat a day at one point. I wanted to ask you, Doctor Daniels, can you just help me? be a little bit more understanding and maybe why I feel weak still like, you know, a year from when I was bedridden. Do you think honestly that this weakness for me is because I was bedridden for the two months and I didn't walk? Or do you think, do you honestly think that it's going to be like, was your journey? I know it's not as bad as tough as mine, but was it, I don't know. You weren't as weak as me, but do you think it's going to take, did it take you as long to get to these different, points because i just don't understand why i'm so weak oh, so you let's, let's encapsulate you're wondering if all the time you had two years just lying around if that's taking you a longer time to get to where you want to go months. right oh two no, months i wasn't just like i had become so weak i couldn't walk okay. and she knows dr daniels knows my journey but i'm just wondering do you know dr daniels is it that is that why i'm so weak or do you think this is a long-term steroids that and now i'm off and my body is 
understand really why I'm so so weak at this point. And I've you know I've been eating and eating the organ meats and stuff, and I just keep thinking like, what am I doing wrong? Okay, well, we'll do, I don't. Well, we'll give her. Do you know her her case or her her situation? Anyway, so that what I don't know is what is it you're able to do now? Now I'm able, I'm able to stand up some and sit up, but I'm struggling with consistently being able to do it throughout the day. Like, am I just my ab muscles, even my neck muscles? Sometimes I'll get so weak during the day, just being able to hold myself up hmm. that I have to lay down or sit down. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I guess, um, I'm not laying in the bed. That's not my question. That's not my question. So if you were walking, how far can you walk? A foot, five feet, 10 feet, 20 feet? How far can you walk? I can walk in intermittent doses. So if I try to walk the farthest I can. How far? How far? She wants to know how far. I've maybe made a block or two blocks at one point, which was months ago, but I can't do it daily. I can't do it daily. And I don't know if that's just because I'm preparing my food also standing in the kitchen doing like okay preparing food, i understand so it's i get things, it i get it, it. Okay. getting used all right take a breath it. tammy take a breath okay here we go <laughs> here we go get some ideas so when i started uh when i noticed that something was wrong and i had to fix it i was only able to walk about 12 steps uh before yeah. stopping resting wow so you're you're de- definitely further along the road so you are making progress sounds pretty good now, as far as getting through the whole day goes, I'm not sure what that means, but definitely simplify your cooking. You should not be standing over a pot, especially now that we have Instapots. Uh, you know, just throw stuff in there and uh, pull it out and eat it. That's the whole story. Um, there's not even any reason to cut or chop a vegetable because the Instapot will cook it nice and tender. All right, so we got rid of your, your cooking problem. But if you're able to walk a block even say, I don't know, twice a week, that's a, a very good starting point. So what I would recommend is really going back to the basics. How much water are you drinking? Are you drinking enough water for your body weight every day? All right, check. Are you pooping three times a day? Okay, check. Are you eating mm-hmm. a raw vegetable? Are you eating a cooked vegetable? Yeah. Are you eating some yeah. kind of carb, like a tablespoon or more of rice or potatoes? So just yeah. every day check those boxes and then the kind of meats to eat for strength would be either liver steak bull testicles or some combination bone marrow is also good so what i would do is have one or more of those things every day as a side to whatever you're already eating and then also check your weight you know you can know you know how to calculate your height weight whatever that uh is so it's 100 pounds for the first 100 pounds the first five feet, five pounds for each additional inch. So you want to make sure that your weight is at or slightly more than what that calculation is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Dr. Dano, I'm doing all of those things. I haven't, I remembered all of that from the appointments and I'm doing all of that. Yeah. I haven't, that's why I'm wondering if I don't, something else is going on. Do you think it's a possibility that there's like, a malfunction in the um, uptake or metabolism between the cholesterol where it forms into the pregnenolone. They talked about, I forget those no. right now. No, I don't. There's no, I don't. No. 
Okay. And the reason I don't is on said, one occasion you went yeah. to the emergency room, they did all these tests and found that all of your cholesterol and steroid levels and everything were normal. So you may have a problem, wow. but that's not it. Well, then how long did it take from the 12 steps you had to get to, like, walking every day 30 minutes? Like, if you had to guess. Like, because I don't feel like... Uh, it took a while, thing. but I had somebody helping me. Do you have somebody helping you? Is your daughter helping you out? She's walking with you? No, they're kind of doing their own thing now. They deserve, I guess they deserve a break, right? They help That's okay, it's okay. But so you need to get somebody to come with you. You need to get somebody to walk with you. You and think so, it's easier having uh, just a person there with motivation. You think that a lot of that does make a difference? Because I'll do that, and then I just won't be able to function for, like, three days or five days if I push. It's more than motivation. It's more than motivation. That person is someone you can actually collapse and lean on when you feel like it. <laughs> it's <laughs> serious. <laughs> that person yeah, how do you know play. what... Patrick was talking about that too recently, the guy with the weight, you know, pushing till just exhaustion. So how do you know, like for someone like me, how do I, how would I know that I'm not pushing so much? I'm going to start vomiting. I feel like I'm going to pass out right there. I don't know where that line is that I can't cross versus making if sure I'm If you're vomiting, not then you're dehydrated. If you're vomiting, you're dehydrated, then you have to back up. You've got a water problem. So again, the basics, the basics, the basics, the basics. You may think you're doing the basics, but get a little of grid every day and check, 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 check. Every day, check, 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 check. That's, I actually have a checklist because there are times when I'm like, oh man, I'm just feeling tired. I'm like, oh, I see those were not checked the past three days. Oh, let me get back on that. I missed that check. It's hard to keep up with it. So get a checklist and check, 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 check. Okay, sweetie, thanks Thanks for calling. Hope that helped, helped a little bit. You take care of yourself, okay? Okay, thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. Um, yeah. Takes a while to get back, right, when you're getting stronger? Well, it also takes determination. And, again, it's difficult to eat all of these things every day yeah. or to eat even um some of them and so once you get the checklist in place you'll see oh i didn't do that for a few days or, oh there's a gap in the checklist and so um then you have to back up you have to rearrange how you do things to make it easier for you to check those boxes that weren't getting checked yeah um, here's our email address. Boy, we have a lot of emails. We're going to get to them all. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. I'm going to do a quick little break here and then just give, give a plug for uh, what we're doing. This is the last day of our um, Black Friday sales. So if you wanted to go to OneRadioNetwork.com where you may be now listening on audio or video and you'll see um, everybody and their brother and sister are doing some really nice sales and they end though however midnight tonight yeah, it's the old cyber they call it cyber money thing. it's great um but so so go on there and let me get to the website man one of these days i'm going to get rid of this light so i can actually see what i'm doing on my computer anyway uh, but we have sir thrival and you know he you know all the good products there uh shaga and rishi and uh, um, elk velvet and pine pollen 
all the colostrum, good stuff, and uh, 20% off and free shipping uh, today through midnight tonight. So if you've been hearing me talk about these things, especially guys, if you want to try the the, uh, pine pollen, that's really a beautiful thing, um, check it out. They also have something for you and your and your girl too, called Taboo. You can kind of do it together and you know have some fun. Um, the EMF protection device, we think it's one of the best ones ever, ever, and it is 18% off through midnight tonight. You're not gonna get a better deal than this. And you look on it on our front page, so if you would, please click on from our front page, and then we'll get a little commission on the deal. That's how we make our living. Use promo code, and you have different promo codes for them all, no prob. You'll see the promo code. Sharon did a great job putting them all right on the website. We have a the, the best price ever on this far infrared sauna, which is every day at twelve ninety five, and we're taking a hundred bucks off during this weekend and sold a few. So if you'd like to get one of these guys, you're never going to get it at this price because they're going to actually go up in January here another fifty bucks. Wow. You know, inflation thing is going on everywhere around the world. But anyway, so you can get it for $1,195. That's delivered in the United States. $1,195. Wow. So uh, email me if you'd like to get this sauna for midnight tonight to get this price. Then also the uh, Rishi or the uh, Shen Blossom. I'm getting me some uh, Arise and also the... um, 50-year-old ginseng. That's on my list today. And that's from Shen Block. 50 years. Yeah, baby. And also, get some of this. I'm about done. I'm going to get some Hoshu Wu. This is for kidneys and really powerful. And the formula, the way they make it, it's out of control. All Myron glass. Probably the best Hoshu Wu in the world. I mean, really, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. This is the real deal, this kind of stuff. He's a Chinese medicine guy and... Uh, he has this lineage that he works with these Chinese folks and, you know, there are certain formulas and very powerful. They cook this in black beans and all kinds of crazy things. So I'm going to get me some Hoshu Wu, some Shen Blossom um, Ginseng, and also the Arise, but you get what you want. 18 or 15% off promo code Hot Rolls. And then also we have the Andreas Seed Oils. And these are probably the only seed oils we would ever recommend because most of them are toxic and they're in glass bottles and, and you know, I don't know how they make them and, you know, all the, the canolas and all those things. But these are very powerful seed oils called cumin seed oil, black cumin seed, very, very high quality. And uh, um, coriander seed oil, yeah, have you seen that one? Uh, pumpkin seed oil, um, what else do they have here? Mm, hemp seed oil, um, and then the, uh, this is one of my faves, I'm going to get some of this one, check this out, milk thistle seed oil, can you imagine how many little milk thistle seeds you've got to do to do an oil, and yeah, a lot, and so you just need, maybe you could do a half teaspoon a day, or you know, do it for a couple months, and Mr. Liver is going to like it, so these are the highest quality oils you can ever get with very low friction, very low temperature. They've had them, several of them tested. There's no uh, oxidation in these things all at all. They're in Myron glass. They're in small bottles, so you want to use them up in a couple months. And uh, 
because even a Myron glass and even with uh, no heat, they can still get funky. This is why all the oils you see at the store just don't go near them. You know, canola and Wesson, of course, you know all that stuff. Anyway, so those are some of the things. Um, the X3 we talked about is the coolest thing that I've come across as far as, if I can quit knocking this over, as far as weightlifting, it's amazing. These are elastic bands, and it's a variable resistance. So what's happening here is you're not ever taking the uh, pressure off of a muscle. So say you're doing a, um, oh, say you're doing an overhead press, right? So you say you have, you have the, uh, the elastic bands, and they're very strong ones, not wimpy ones like you get on Amazon, on the muscle, and then you come down, and you always have the tension on the muscle. Always, 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 which is different from weightlifting where you go up and hold it and drop it down. This really builds muscles quickly. I'm getting more muscles than I've had any time in my life, and I've only been doing it for two months. You never get sore because you're not ripping the muscle like you are with weightlifting. You're actually just strengthening the muscle. So this is the X3, $399, and the sale's going to go off, I think, next week. So get one of these guys. I guarantee you're going to have a nice a nice experience with it. Just guarantee you. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one RadioNetwork.com. And then someday I'll be like Jennifer Daniels and uh, bring out my camera, uh, you know, a wide shot and, and show you my muscle. Oh my God, help us all. <laughs> we have another call for you. Yeah. Can't wait to you. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, well. Yeah, listen on the phone. You can't listen on the air when we do that because we hear ourselves back. Oh. <clears throat> you eating anything funny these days, like new stuff or just the same same good stuff? Well, I, I was uh, telling you about how I increased the base of my foot in order to increase oh, yeah. my base. Yeah, base, base your foot. Tell us. So it all started when I was uh, taking the grandkids to trampoline park. Yeah. At the trampoline, a couple of things happened. One, my bunions hurt. Ouch. But even worse, when I hit the trampoline, I realized that I was wobbly. I could fall over. And... Uh, at first, I said, oh, it must be a strength problem. I'm going to make my legs stronger. And then I realized it was not a strength problem. Also, I, at the same time, I was doing Taekwondo. I realized, wait, I'm not able to stand on one leg because the leg that's on the ground, the base is too, is too narrow. And so if you look at your hand like this, the difference between having your hand like this and having your hand like that. Right. So if your hand is... Your fingers are spread out. You've got a wider base, and you're more stable. So, my foot, I realized, was like this, and I had to <laughs> unfold it, open it up, and get it like that, so all the toes moved independently. Hmm. So the first thing I did, since I was worried about my pain, was I got these silicon things that go over the big toe <laughs> and provide cushion to the bunion. And then put in my socks over that. That helped with the discomfort. 
But then I did some more reading and studying and I got this, <laughs> which is a toe separator, separates the big toe from the toe next to it. And I said, wait, wait, wait. Oh, they threw into the pack. I didn't realize. Separates for all five toes. I'll be done. And so I started wearing these and my toes uh, started spreading out and I noticed my balance was a lot better. But then I bought, went further. <laughs> <laughs> these are vibra oh and i know so those i've got i gotta yeah, say yeah those are fun each yeah. one of these yeah. but when i tried for my foot and it was so painful i said oh my god these are torture devices so then i got five fingered socks <laughs> five and so wearing these for about two weeks got things soft enough so i can wear your little vibrams? Vibram. Yeah, yeah. So uh. now, as you can see, they get a lot of work. I can walk a mile in those vibrams. Now, then I did some more reading and studying. and found out that uh, I could get some yoga toe separators online for $38. However, these $0.38 cents toe separators that you know from any beauty salon used to put on your, finger, your toes oh, so you yeah. can put on the nail polish... Yeah, you just put these things on and separates your toes. And so now I wear these at night for as long as I can. Then I kick them up, just, just pull them right off when they're uncomfortable. And so now my feet, instead of being like this, are like this. And on one foot, uh, I've totally gotten rid of the bent toe. It's now straight. The other one is bent a lot less. But having the toes work separately has given me more agility and the ability to move easily that I had, you know, uh, it's like it was when I was a teenager. Wow. I can uh, wow. change directions, control my weight, and I don't have a fear of falling. The, the Vibram things are pretty cool, and they must going to be helping you to really work with those too, right? To keep everything separated and strong. Okay, so I did more study, did more research. The Vibrams are nice. However, these are $9.00. Um, water shoes. Now, you should notice that on the sole, they have an imprint for each one of the toes. I don't know if you can see that. Let me see. Okay. Oh, each yeah. one of the toes. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. So then, it turns out, you can take these 39 cent separators, put them on your feet, put your feet in the $9 shoes, <laughs> and you've got Vibrams. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And Vibrams are pretty petty. They're pretty petty. <laughs> they're pretty what? They're, they're very expensive. And so you can get the same effect for $11. Yeah, they were. I, I had it some years ago. You almost look like monkey feet when you're doing those, don't you? They're really funny. Yeah. They look like monkey feet, but you're better off getting the, I don't say better off, but as good um, getting the um, beach shoes, which look not quite like clone shoes. <laughs> And put the toe separators on and put your foot in the shoe and you're off to go. The difference is the beach shoe is a much softer shoe. And it's more um, natural, like being um, barefoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And you got plenty of places to walk there too, don't you? You go up and down your hills and everything. Yeah, since I get a lot of practice with my feet um, being more flexible and really the freedom that my toes have is just amazing mm -hmm. 
Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timponi. It is the, uh, uh, whatever day it is, I don't know, 28th. Uh, <laughs> here is uh, Ted. He's in Los Angeles, and he's 61. Yeah. And he's got a little numbness. He's got numbness in his feet and toes, and, and, and it kind of moves around in his lower legs. It's just basically not, not, not good. He's got a lot of, a lot of numbness there. So we just answered his question. Hmm. We just answered his question. So what's happened is those bones are squishing together and squishing those nerves. So if he gives them a little bit of separation, separates out those toes, that will go a long way. Oh, he's just doing it with the toes. Right. So the the mm-hmm. the bones in his toes and feet are literally crushing those nerves. Oh, I huh? forgot to mention stop wearing shoes. Step on. So stop wearing shoes or wear the shoes that are extremely wide. So whatever you think your shoe width is, get a shoe a half inch wider than that. And um toe separators are pretty drastic. So he's gonna want to start with toe socks. Toe socks, yeah. yeah. They're very gentle. Um, the other thing, though, is he's got to take a, take a look at, uh, you know, his diet. So increase his vegetables, increase his water, and that's going to help increase his circulation down there and clean things out for him. Mm-hmm. Here is Jim. He's um, 65. Um, okay. Oh, actually, let's see. Oh, this is for Jim's significant other. A woman. Uh-oh. 65-year-old woman. Red flag. Red flag. That's right. <laughs> 50 pounds overweight. So says he, but does she? Yeah. Has given up all virtually processed foods for five years. Has had thyroid problems diagnosed for many years. No chemo or radiation desired. Had breast cancer three years ago. Beat it with a chlorine dioxide. Finally having lumpectomy that found a 10-millimeter spot remaining. What does Dr. Daniels think I should go from here? Hmm. What's the problem? As a lump, lump there, 10 millimeter lump. It was taken out. It was removed. Uh, Three years ago, um, they did did the chlorine dioxide that went away, but now she's got a little 10 millimeter lump spot remaining. Does it say that they had surgery? She removed it, lumpectomy? Uh, She did not. They do not. I thought you read the word lumpectomy in there. Yeah, uh, finally, oh, finally having a lumpectomy that found... A surgical removal of the lump. The lump is not there anymore. Oh, so they took it out. Okay. Correct. That's why you get paid the big bucks for a doctor. And found a 10 10 millimeter spot. That doesn't tell me anything. So was it harmless or was it cancer? We don't know. Don't say. Okay, so we have not a lot of information here. (laughs) Okay. We still don't know what the problem is. Do you, do you know what the problem is? No, nope, that's it. Okay. So is the problem that she's overweight? Is the problem, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. I guess you just... I would say go live your life and have a good have a good life. Have a good life. If he wants her to lose weight, do we understand that he wants her to lose weight or do we have a, a feel for that? Well, he said she's 50 pounds overweight, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He okay, just, so he, we have to go to the next. We have look, to go to the next question because we don't know what the question is. Okay, okay. Here is um, Sadiq from Paris, France. Oh well, let's go see Sadiq. Oh, okay. Yeah, my mom has lost the majority of her teeth. Wow, she's Love sixty-two. It. Could you please ask Doctor Daniels if there's a way to grow back a new set of teeth? 
Not that I know of, but it sounds like she's about ready to lose all the rest. <laughs> so I do know a way to keep her from losing the rest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's at least hold on to what we've got. Um, bone marrow. Eat bone marrow. And uh, all you do is just uh, get some bone marrow, put it under the broiler for 15 minutes, and scrape the bone marrow uh, out, put on some toast with salt and pepper, eat it. And you want to eat about uh, six inches of bone marrow a day. I don't know how big or small his his mother is, but uh, six inches of bone marrow is about uh, one piece of toast, basically. Then um, hopefully his mother's not very big, and she wants to eat cow foot soup. Hmm. So I guess you just buy these marrow bones and you cook them and then get the marrow out? Is that how you do that? I just told you how to cook them. Broil them oh. Oh, for boy. 15 minutes. Okay. Do just... not make a deal out of it. Do not go online for some fancy recipe. It's going to take you two days. No. Put them under the broiler for 15 minutes. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Done. <laughs> Very powerful stuff, bone marrow, isn't it? Very powerful. Extremely, yes. Uh, that's really a good thing for the teeth, huh? Bone marrow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Here is, a, I think we have another phone call. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? 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 Second time they called and then they don't answer, so you lose. No, he just said hello. Yeah, well, after I hung oh, up on him. You gotta, oh. Come on, folks. If you're going to call up, just be there or be square because... We got things to do here. This is uh, Billy from Montreal. Just wanted to say how much I enjoy when you have Dr. Daniels on. I know it makes me laugh a lot, too, because we're silly. <laughs> we, uh, we just don't. So let's see. My father-in-law, oh, God, I always love it when I give. Uh-oh, some, even worse. We got the in-laws. These are the worst, boy. <laughs> when you start changing the in-laws, you're in trouble, but we'll do it. Having excruciating, excruciating pain on his upper back, he, soars, he says it's letting... Um, it's hitting from below and causing the upper back to hurt. He takes Tylenol like candy. He's on cholesterol-lowering drugs. He has high sugar. Oh. Any weight that he could relieve his pain. So they're looking for something to relieve his pain, and I guess you're going to tell him he needs to change some things in his life. But it's up to you. This is your father-in-law? Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to tell you, and you may not want to share it with him. <laughs> <laughs> His Tylenol is, is blocking his liver and causing this pain to never go away. Wow. The cholesterol-lowering drugs cause excruciating body pain. And his elevated blood sugar causes pain. This is your father-in-law. Let him be a father-in-law. He's obviously not serious about his pain. If he was serious about his pain, he would have stopped seeing a doctor after the third recommendation It didn't work. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm guessing he's type one, di- type two diabetes or borderline type two. Mm-hmm. Again, if, if your father-in-law is not a serious person about itself, I suggest you ask him if he wants to play rummy or spades. <laughs> yeah, a little tough love for Doctor Dan. Got the wrong, got the wrong topic here. <laughs> Find out what he likes doing, what he enjoys, and uh, if you enjoy that, then do that with him mm-hmm. and leave it at that. Good advice. But this guy is so far gone. Uh, He's beyond off the cliff and down the river. You know, if he would just drink water, it would get rid of his elevated blood sugar and would decrease his pain massively. But he's not going to do that. 
If he would stop his cholesterol medication and eat high cholesterol foods like liver, it would greatly reduce his pain. But yeah. he's not going to do that. Probably so not. the doctor wouldn't, wouldn't support that, right? And then the Tylenol. The Tylenol destroys the liver. And the liver is the main organ that keeps you pain-free. Really? Yeah. Wow. By detoxifying you. Hmm. So I think that talking to your father-in-law about his health is not a productive thing to do. Because his... Obviously, he's put a lot of faith in these things that are not working for him that are actually making it worse. So I say be a good son-in-law and save your marriage. Just, yeah. <laughs> save your marriage. <laughs> good advice. Right? Don't try to change dad because he ain't going probably. God love dad him. Dad-in-law. Dad-in-law. Yeah. 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 I know. Makes it even tougher. Okay. We'll try the phone again. Are you there? Hello? Yes. Hello? Hello? Hi, I'd like to ask Dr. Daniels. Um, Dr. Daniels, what is, I don't know if you saw the documentary uh, called Died Suddenly, but um, a lot of the embalmers have been finding these long fibrous tissues in um, people that died uh, who took the vaccine. What, what do you mm-hmm. think is causing the Did you hear her? Uh, there's a movie going around, Doc, called Died Suddenly. It's gone viral, yes. and they're showing these globs of kind of looks like um, I don't know. You yeah, know. yeah. Let's not let's not get lost in the forest or the tall weeds, and let's just take a step back. Okay. So, what happened with children childhood vaccines? Children were doing, by the way, pretty well. Then they put in child vaccines, and they had a lot of sudden death among children. And so they called it SID, sudden infant death syndrome. Yeah. They literally created a disease to cover up the vaccine complication. They called it sudden infant death. They sold tons of fetal heart monitors and created this whole elaborate um, ritual around it. The same thing is happening with adults. They've now talked adults into massively getting vaccinated. And now we see this big surge in sudden adult death. And if, it, if you go um, Google, you'll see in the medical sites, they have a new thing called sudden adult death syndrome. Again, what's happened is they are mimicking the same rollout campaign that they had for children and childhood vaccines. So when did children stop getting vaccinated the first year of the pandemic? Infant mortality plummeted. Plummeted. No one's talking about this. And so what's happening with adults is the same thing. This is simply a routine vaccine complication. Let's not get hepped up over which vaccine it is. Not important. They all do this. And so the question is, as my lawyer once said to me, do you feel lucky? <laughs> if you're feeling lucky, get your vaccine. If you're feeling lucky. Yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, the answer is to simply not get vaccinated. Now, there are people who are making a living, a very good living, and I'm not criticizing them at all, by treating vaccine complications or preventing vaccine complications. I think as adults, we've got to put on our big boy pants, so to speak, and realize that decisions have consequences. And if you decide to allow a stranger to inject you with an unknown substance, it's probably not going to end well. And you've got to decide yourself whether you're going to accept that kind of intervention. Caller? Yeah. 
can take it. I just want to know what could possibly be causing something that, Who, that doesn't... Baby, you don't know what's in these things. How would you know? I mean... I'm just trying to tell you it's like, irrelevant. It's simply a vaccine complication. You don't know. We don't know what's and in these the things. All the vaccines have this complication. Okay. Call it, yeah, these, the, these people know what they were doing and they're just killing people. What can I say? You know? Right. Um, the other question I want to ask you, Dr. Daniels, is um, blood tests, are, is there any utility in blood tests at all? Any, none. Any none. Blood? None. Hmm. None. None. Yeah. Oh, my God, Dr. How can you say that? Well, I went to medical school, and they explained to me in medical school that if you have a test, um, 5% of all the people who get any particular test are going to show up as having disease even if they don't have disease. So if your doctor just does 20 tests on you, he's guaranteed to diagnose you with a disease. It's a moneymaker. And so it turns out that since 5% of all people given any test will test positive, and the amount of disease for any given test is less than 1%, then 80% of all positive tests are bogus. So what's happening then is the test then becomes a tool, a confidence tool. The doctor says, well, I stabbed you with a needle. I took your blood and put it in a machine. The machine says, you have to pay me $70,000. <laughs> this is objective, objective, not me, the machine said. And so this is a common sales tactic. And um, this is why they have, uh, they'll say, take this quiz to see if you might have well, they know that if you take the quiz, chances are about 70% you're going to, oh, oh, and then they get to make a sale. So that's all that's going on with the blood test and x-ray tests as well. That makes sense to you, so Caller? Yeah, just one last question. So when, when say uh, someone tests positive for HIV and then they sleep with someone and that person also ends up testing positive when they not were not true. testing positive fantasy. Fantasy. It's, fantasy. It's all fantasy. made up, caller. It's all made up. So they did tests in Africa. So there aren't any laws, apparently. You can do what you want. So they got these prostitutes. And the prostitutes were HIV positive. And they got these Johns. And they checked all the Johns for HIV, make sure they were negative. And so this, these prostitutes had sex with these Johns. These weren't like wives who could say, oh, you're not going to put your penis over there. Oh, no, we're not. No, no, no. They said yes to everything. Okay, so whatever you, you can imagine they penetrated, it was penetrated. Let's be clear. All right. The prostitute had to have sex with over 3,000 Johns in order for one John to convert to HIV positive. Next, if you randomly check people for HIV, just random check them, one in 250 are going to be positive. Just random checking. So I did the math on this, and it comes down to 90% of AIDS cannot be possibly accounted for, of the positive HIV tests can be uh, accounted for by having sex with an HIV positive person. You want to really bend your mind around this? Hold on, sit down. Your chances of getting an HIV positive test are greater if you never have sex with an HIV positive person. Hmm. Wow. Right. So HIV positive person, if they had sex with everybody in the United States, just just do it. Uh, they could only infect, infect mm. one in 3,000 because that's the infectivity rate. 
And call her for what it's worth. Okay. Before we let you go, Carrie Mullis, who invented the PCR test, looked for yeah. HIV for years trying to find it, and he never was able to find it. It didn't exist. Oh. It was just made up, and then he yep. died. He died a few years later. Uh, so, you know, mysteriously, yeah. it's just a fairy tale. Yeah. So these women that are sleeping with men, and then all of a sudden they're getting a positive test. That doesn't mean anything. No. You're you're not you're not following. She's telling the, you you don't catch uh, anything like you're that. You're not following the information trail here. Yeah. So, in other words, if you take a person and they've done these tests, look it up. You take an HIV positive person, you have them have sex with people who are documented HIV negative. The conversion rate is less than one in three thousand. Right. Okay. That's not a sexually transmitted disease, right? If the if the positivity no. rate is one in two fifty, then there's some other way that this uh, positive test is being created. And I'll help you out with this. It's a random number generator. You take a bunch of people, one in two fifty is going to be positive if they if they're virgins. Gotcha. Okay. But they've got they've convinced you and other people to attach a certain meaning to this test. And therefore, engage in certain behavior, which is very profitable, basically taking HIV drugs. That's the problem. I don't know if it's a problem, but it's a situation. (laughs) All right, Carla, thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I know. It's, um, uh, I mean, but there's not even, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Doc, but there's not even a thing called HIV that we know even exists, is there? I mean, what is it? Again, what they do before they launch these, these bogus campaigns is yeah. someone creates a sequence, gives it a name, HIV, COVID, whatever, and then oh. registers it for a panel. I see. And okay. then that gets the conspiracy theorists off on some, you know, uh, wild goose false trail. Yeah, yeah a wild goose, wild goose chase. But the point is, if you just look at, okay, um, you have this test. Well, first of all, let's, let's do HIV. That's a good one. Was this lady documented HIV negative before she had sex with this guy? We don't even have that information, right? She didn't have a test before she had sex with him. Mm-hmm. She had sex with him. Her test is positive. They're presuming the two, one, there, there isn't any cause effect there. Yeah. Another caller. Hello. Hi. Who's, who's this? Um, hi, my name is Noah. Hi, you're on the air with Dr. Dan. A lot of callers this morning. Go ahead. All right, so I got a couple of questions. My first question is, what could I do for low energy in the morning? When I get up in the morning, I sometimes have a little trouble just getting out of bed. Hmm. I already eat some little bone broth and cooked vegetables. Is there anything specific that I could do to get myself get myself an early bird? What kind of yucky, What kind of yuck stuff are you have eating? Liver. Liver. No, when was the last time you had liver? Yeah, so I ha- we sometimes have liver, but like m- m- only like a once a week. Oh, well, that's so. a lot. That's pretty frequent. Huh. Uh, what I would say is notice if you eat liver at 6 p.m., if you have more energy when you get up. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Another thing can give you low energy when you wake up is being dehydrated. You know, it's not having enough water. So I would say have a glass mm-hmm. of water before you go to bed, and then when you get up to pee, which you will, have another glass of water mm-hmm. and see if that gives you more energy uh, in the morning. But liver is uh, is big. Another big energy booster is uh, bone marrow. Bone marrow. Mm-hmm. Back to bone marrow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a bone broth uh, fan. 
I think it's sending a boy to do a man's job. <laughs> I say oil up that cow foot. You got the bone, you got the skin, you got the connective tissue, the tendons, and that gives you serious power. So I don't <laughs> think that bone broth is worth the effort to cook it or drink it. I'll put it that way. That's just my opinion. So I would say if your energy is what you're after, uh, liver or bone, or bone marrow. Are you on any meds, caller? Nope. Good. Okay. Um, what else? Would, uh, would you would you say pig's feet would work as well? No, not as no, no, no. So pig's feet compared to cow's feet about about one tenth as, as strong. Again, you're you're sending a body to a man's job. Hmm. Hmm. You, you want this handled? You know, you got to do what you got to do. Where do you get cow's feet in general? Is it Chinese markets generally? No, not cow's feet. Cow's feet, uh, the Americans tell me they get it online. Online, really? Oh. Okay. All right. Um, and the other question was, how could I heal a very small cavity in my molars? Cavity in the molar. A, a small cavity. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so that's a bone, a, that's a cow foot problem. Cow foot solves that problem. Hmm. So you want cow foot soup. And um, don't make a production out of this. If you have a favorite soup, whatever it is, fine. Just boil up the cow foot and add it to your favorite soup. You know what I mean? It, it takes about two hours of pressure cooking to cook cow, soup, uh, cow foot. Or if you're one of those uh, put on the stove in the summer, it takes about five or six hours. At least. Excuse me. So, yeah, that'll help your cavity. All right. Okay, good job. Thank you. Energy in the morning. Uh, And uh, so let's stick with the teeth for a minute. She has some two front teeth that are uh, cracked, crack lines, becoming more transparent. So she needs a little mojo in her teeth. Back to bone marrow? I was going to say, it would be the same thing. The the cow foot, yeah. Cow feet, bone marrow? Hmm. Yep. All right. Um, can you please ask Dr. Daniels? My son has seizures, only occur on the full moon. I know that <laughs> I believe he has parasites, but what happens on the full moon that makes him so sick? Also, are these desiccated organs that you see people selling, are they worth the money? Okay, sun seizures, full moon. Hmm. Yeah, so what happens on the full moon is the full moon exerts magnetism, and the magnetism activates and disrupts uh, the parasites. So the the treatment, of course, occurs in between the full moons. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So increase the kids' water, vegetables, bowel movements, and you've got to repair that brain. I think the simplest way is just to feed them uh, cow brain. Cow brain, yeah, just the actual brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. The key for cow brain is you have to cook it 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do is I just pressure cook it 30 minutes. Simmering it 30 minutes actually works as well. But doctors and pressure cooking faster. For cow brain, it's different. You'll see. The material is not, it's not muscle, it's not meat. It's a whole different material. It's like a super insulator, and that's why it's going to help the seizures because it's going to insulate 
uh, nerves in his brain so they don't fire at the same time and seize. Dose is going to be, well, the adult dose is two ounces a day. That's pre-cooked weight. Uh, for a kid, you just uh, take his weight, divide it by 100, and that's the fraction of two ounces that he would eat. So if he's 50 pounds, he would eat one ounce of brain a day. Bonus tip, when you boil the brain, there's going to be some broth. That's just as effective as the brain itself. Very interesting. Hmm. So I would say take that broth and make that kid some hot chocolate with the bone broth. So however you make hot chocolate, the water component, just use the brain broth hmm. from cooking it. Hmm. So, Doc, in general, with brain things, are we also doing good stuff with just beef tallow and beef and things like that? That helps the brain too, right? Doesn't it? Uh, not nearly as much as eating brain. Not so as much as, yeah. So your brain is mostly cholesterol. Yeah, your right. brain is made of cholesterol. Right. So if you want to fix and repair it, you got to eat cholesterol. And that would be uh, cow brain, bull testicles, or liver. Mm -hmm. I would lean more towards uh, cow brain or liver because the liver has a much broader nutritional profile and it will supply any other nutrients that might be missing in order for the repair mm -hmm. to be made. On liver, is once a week a good idea, do you think, for most people? No. no. For most people, once you uh, reach your amount of liver that your body needs, usually once a month or four times a year is fine. Really? So I would recommend a person do is eat liver every day, uh, anywhere from four to twelve ounces until their body just says, "No more of yeah, that." No more of that. Yeah. Then, yeah. 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 Then stop eating liver, and you'll notice your energy level will start falling off. At whatever point your energy level falls off, that's how often you should eat liver. For some people, it's once a week. For some people, it's once a month. Some people, it's three times a year. So I find. Closer, somewhere between once every one to three months is when I need to eat liver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Daniel says, I've got some of the forbidden ivermectin. Uh, uh -huh. wow. <laughs> uh, wow, it's hard to find, but I got some. Is it, uh, it is ivermectin, 1.8% and paraprazewekel, do uh, you know, 14%. Yeah, yeah. Is that the same stuff? Is that good? Oh, yeah. He got the cream. So you got the cream, which is very difficult to dose. Okay. So you need to be a serious mathematician to sort that cream out. And so what he needs to know is his weight in pounds divided by 10 equals his dose in milligrams. Okay. That's easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get to the hard part. <laughs> so that's his dose per, uh, per, mo per month. Right. All right. So now he's dealing with the combined. He's got so he got the horse cream from the horse feed, supply feed store, store or whatever. whatever. Right. Right. So on the bottle or on the thing, it also is going to say what percent ivermectin. If one percent ivermectin, then each cc has a hundred milligrams of ivermectin. So let's say he weighs 150 pounds. His dose is only 15 milligrams. So he has to take 15 over 100, and that's how many cc's he takes. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So this is not easy. He didn't. He got the the most complicated form of ivermectin to dose. Right. And so because overdosing, say, tenfold, which is what you can do with this horse medicine, is not safe, I would recommend that he keep looking and get the actual pill. Now, the other thing he can do is on his syringe that he got from the animal feed store is weight in kilograms. So he just needs to dial it to where his weight is and then squeeze it, and that perfect amount will come out the other end. Hmm. So what is this ivermectin doing for people and why would you take it once a month what does it do so it turns out you have parasites and parasites basically eat you alive to be just clear about it and as they eat you they have babies and disease happens when there's a certain amount of living parasites present in your body and these parasites grow and grow and grow and grow and grow uh, from the time you're born and they just keep growing so what they found through studies again, in Africa, yep. <laughs> thank you, Africa, <laughs> Africa, is they could uh, prevent slash reverse blindness by giving people ivermectin once a year. Hmm. So it turns out that if you take ivermectin once a year, your parasite population, the growth rate uh, levels off and doesn't ever get to the point where you have diseases from those parasites. Interesting. So would you conjecture then that's why some many people over the last two or three years taking ivermectin felt better after taking it and they thought it cured them right. of COVID, right? But they were really getting rid of the parasites? Exactly. They're getting rid of all the parasites and cure them of basically <laughs> uh, the ills of modern living, really. <laughs> right. So what happens in other countries, not the first world countries, other countries, they're very much aware of parasites. Um, some countries, they have a, uh, thing every month they take an anti-parasite other countries they take them once a year and in the united states colonial thing they said okay we have spring cleaning we're gonna induce diarrhea and take these herbs every spring and every fall all that was, was just a parasite cleanse twice a year that's all it was people like to make it into this ritual this herb in the spring and that herb in the fall and this little... no it's just <laughs> they're just Treating the parasites twice a year at the change of season. Hmm. And that's fine. You tell yourself change of season so you remember to do it every year. It's like, okay, I do this on my wedding anniversary. I do that on my birthday, whatever. So what's happened now with the COVID is what raised the awareness of parasites, COVID being a parasite. And people are taking anti-parasites on a regular basis and experiencing you know, amazing benefits. Gotcha. I'm currently following the green drink from your book and would like mm-hmm. to know I have to uh-huh. drink um, I have to drink the full mixture of six cups one cup, one cup equals half pint eight fluid ounces in one day or how long you do not say how long you do So this. what I do is I would, I would drink three cups a day not necessarily a whole six cups some days I would but most days I would drink just the three cups does that answer her question? Yes, I think so. Thanks for your show with Dr. Daniels. I've successfully been using many of her recommendations I'm writing today to say thank you for the milk thistle information. Also, simply my life with multiple uses for my Vitamix. Oh, there you go. Well, that's nice. She just calls to say, say thank you. Yeah. Um, 
When's the next time Dr. Daniel's going to be on your show? All right now. Let's do <laughs> I think it's I think it's I think it's right now. Quickly. Oh, Christmas. Are we going to are we skipping Christmas cuz it's pretty close to Christmas Day? What's up with that? Well, I don't know. We're going to have to look at the calendar. When is the 4th Monday? Well, I got to do a little plug here and look at the calendar and we'll talk about it. Uh, let me do a quick plug here. We have lots of emails. I want to get to as many as we can, so I won't spend a lot of time. But we have everything on sale today, virtually everything. The only thing not on sale is the Pearlseum. Um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't get some, but you should. Oh, to the fellow with the little cavity, get some of the Pearlseum, the fellow that called in, and start packing that puppy in there on that little cavity, and I'll guarantee you it will help it to heal. Not medical advice, but it will. Also, uh, sulfur, Pearlseum, um, I, I don't know. Those are the only two that's coming to mind. Everything else is on sale. The last day of the sale, over all weekend, uh, everything. The Blue Shield, um, Shen Blossom, um, everything. Everything on sale. Uh, the uh, My little um, consultations I'm doing called Patrick in Your Pocket. We lowered that cost to 175 You can do that for tonight till midnight. Been getting a few of those. Those are fun to do. Um, so that's it. And then jump in there. 20% off on Survival. Uh, the X3 is $399. I paid $549 for my little baby two months ago. $549. They have it at $399 for this X3. So it's pretty cool. Uh, so I, I think you'll enjoy that. So check it out uh, today, the 28th through Monday tonight. Get on board with that. Let's get back and get on with Dr. Daniels and see who's on the call. Another phone call. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hi. Patrick? Yes. Yes. Hi. Hi, Dr. Daniels. How are you today? Oh, your phone is not good. Uh, Can you hear me better? Not really. It's cutting out. Can Can you get to some more bars? Uh, let me try something different. Hold okay. on. Okay. I hate it when they don't have enough bars, don't you, Doc? It's like it just, you know, it sounds like they're on a on a walkie-talkie or something. <laughs> How you okay, doing? Okay, is this better? Well, we'll see. What do you got? Okay. Yeah, I'm calling uh, in regards to my two-year-old grandson. Um, he has a couple of hernias. The first one, I'm going to spell it. It's uh, E P I G A S. T-R-I-C, hernia, mm-hmm. and then the other uh-huh. one is the umbilical hernia, and um, he's only two years old, and he's he's kind of constipated quite a bit, which leads to a lot of crankiness, so the doctor, or the pediatrician basically says that, you know, I guess if it doesn't quite go away on its own, then maybe when he turns four or five years old, then they'll want to perform a surgery, so we're totally against the surgery part, so... They're ready with the knife. Yeah. So (laughs) what do you think, Doc? Could the constipation and these little hernias be tied together? Okay, so let's, let's, uh, again, everyone's distracted and focused on the wrong thing. Oh. Let's be blunt. If we do nothing, the umbilical hernia will will heal itself by the time he's 10 or 15. When my daughter was born, she had an umbilical hernia. I mean, it was this big. We're horrified. Yeah, it's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. But since I was a doctor, I knew that if we just remained calm, 
it would go away. And, and now she's an adult, she's 30-something, and the umbilical hernia is. Little baby. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you got to go digging around to find it. It has nothing, it doesn't affect her life at all. So what your doctor has done is explain to you how you need surgery for a totally normal condition. That's the umbilical hernia. The epigastric hernia. Mm -hmm. The epigastric hernia, all of the surgeries for the epigastric hernia are, one, ineffective, and two, create need for more surgeries. You're just going to destroy the boy's life. Whoops. All right. So mm. we've handled, if we do nothing <laughs> about these hernias, this guy is going to have a pretty darn good life. If you can just restrain yourself. Uh, <laughs> I would suggest you stop taking him to the pediatrician. Just say. Yeah. Okay. But the next question we've got is constipation. Now, there's a problem. <laughs> Get him pooping. Get him pooping. All right, so this guy's two years old. Uh, is he vaccinated? Is he vaccinated? Uh, you know, so far, he's only had one vaccinated. I mean, one all right, that's it. That's all I need to know. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no no more. No, if, you're a, if you're a daughter, can force this kid to sit still and get stabbed in the arm with a needle, she can show enough getting castor oil. So you let her know to exert her parental <laughs> authority, just like she did for the vaccine, and make sure she gives us one castor oil. Give him some castor oil. He'll poop, baby. Give him just give it to him once a week as a clean out. And you can okay. just uh, start with the, like a one tablespoon dose mm -hmm. and increase it. And he's two years old, so maybe he'll be a little... He won't like it. you can it. let him know. Yeah. He can have a little um, bite of an orange afterward. And the orange wipes the castor oil flavor out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. Just hmm. give this kid castor oil once once a week. And uh, what will happen is he'll become a pleasant kid and ignore this epigastric umbilical hernia thing. Ignore it. Okay. So that really has nothing to do with the constipation, uh, these two uh, hernias. No, no. Some kids have umbilical hernias and some kids don't. So the umbilical hernias mm -hmm. are, have nothing to do with it. it just, you're just born that way. You have one or you don't. And if you ignore it, it goes... It's, it just it closes up itself over time. And what's, what's what what's the other kind of hernia that he has or had? Epigastric. They're just making that one up. Okay. So yeah, there's a ring around <laughs> the esophagus, and the stomach can kind of slide it into the chest and slide it down. Yes, you know, oh, yeah. God. He's a kid. As he gets taller, you know, things will change in proportion. The stomach will slide down and stay where it's supposed to be. Oh. And caller, before you go, just this is not relevant probably, but my little girl who's lying here, a golden doodle, she had an umbilical cord hernia, and the vet said, don't worry about it, she'll be fine. She, It just went away after three or four years. Just went away. Just went away. Yeah, and this one will go away too. So he, he, the doctor picked a time, four years old, where you will believe he waited long enough, <laughs> whereas actually, <laughs> yeah, the chances of him still having it at four are like pretty good. So this doctor's going to be able to get that surgery. He's just got to be patient. <laughs> so uh, if you leave it alone, uh, this kid will grow up to be a normal adult male with no hernia. He'll even play football if he wants to, whatever. Okay. Thanks, Carl. See you. That's funny. Yeah, boy, we can't wait to get our little hands on you, baby. Just come on in. We'll, we'll get you. Yeah, keep up with those well child checks. We don't lose you the follow-up. We put a little flag on your chart. Yeah, surgery at four. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, 